Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. For the sake of your health, science says that you should walk 10,000 steps a day, remember to hydrate, and hug a dog. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Do you have a furry friend? Well, you might want to give your pup a squeeze because it's National Hug Your Dog Day. Yep, it is a day that's dedicated to hugging your dog. And honestly, we could all use a puppy hug, right? I think so. So what is it that makes us bond so much with these animals? And how does hugging a pup boost our mood so much that there's even a whole day dedicated to it? Mark Lucas, who's a volunteer with Paws Chicago, joins us now to weigh in. He also brought one of his dogs, Alda. So listeners, you might hear her in the background. Mark, did you know that it was National Hug Your Dog Day before we called you for this show? <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I had no idea. And, and I guess it's probably, that's the ironic thing. Anybody who's an animal lover, you, you might not be aware. But it's a wonderful opportunity for all of us, pardon the pun, to hit reset on our lives and, and kind of pause and pay attention to our loving friends. I mean, these the wonderful thing about having an animal in your life is that it's your best friend. This is your confidant. Yeah, tell us, what do you love about dogs? everything. I I love the unconditional love. Mm. There's something so wonderful about walking in the door after a hard day's work and seeing your best friend walking up, tail wagging. There's no, where have you been? What have you been doing? They just want your love. They want to get a little hug. Just excited to see you. They want to be at your side. And that's the beautiful thing about having a pet in your life. They're there for you. and, And all they really want in return is, you know, for you to take care of them, to be kind, to be generous, to be loving. And a day like today, you should be doing that a little extra. A little extra. Well, let's talk about this cute, tiny little doggy that you brought, Alda. Alda's a blind chihuahua, right? She is. She's a, She's probably between 12 and 14 years old. She was available for adoption at Paws, and I'm going to say was. Uh-oh. Because we adopted her. Oh. She was rescued from animal care and control, which Paws uh probably is one of the largest shelter partners with Animal Care and Control. When we brought her uh, into the shelter system, we realized that she was blind, also found out that she had Cushing's disease. And What's the, that? It's, uh, it's an issue with your adrenal glands, which actually causes uh, your body to fight its immune system. So she tends to have some skin issues. She's losing a little hair in the back. Mm. Uh, your muscles tend to kind of have some atrophy. She wasn't a really good candidate for being in the shelter. And one of the great things about being a volunteer or anyone in Chicago, you can foster. And so, you know, we wanted to give her a chance. So then what was it about her then that stood out to you that said, okay, I'm going to bring her home? Um, I I love the underdog. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she was a senior blind, having a rough time, and she needed a place to be. We have several dogs at home, and we knew she was going to get along really well with them. They're used to having other animals. So... We brought her home. She kind of started to fit in with our lifestyle. And before you know it, my wife and I are looking at each other and we're seeing her snuggling with the other ones and thinking, we should be the ones. So cute. What emotional or or physical benefit do you think you get from hugging your dogs? As I'm hugging her right now. (laughs) And do you have uh, others? I do. I I have a beagle who we definitely wouldn't have wanted to bring because he's very vocal. And a, a miniature pincher, all of which are seniors. All are adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 
the benefits are limitless. Um, beyond the fact that you have a best friend, you have someone that you can talk to and tell stories to, you also have the opportunity to get outside, to see the nature, to walk your animal to your favorite park, to a dog park. You meet other people. You make new friends. You have the opportunity to be part of something totally different than your normal everyday life. You're kind of in service to your best friend here. All right. You've convinced me. I got a hug. Oh, I got a hug, Alda. <laughs> it's time. Oh, my goodness. I believe they say when oh. you hold an animal that your body releases oxytocin. I've never, full disclosure, I've never held such a small dog. I mean, how much does Alda weigh? She's six pounds. Oh, my goodness gracious. And she loves to snuggle. She's so calm. And that's it. It's good for your health. Your Aww. blood pressure goes down. You'll find your heartbeat kind of sinking with I hers in a can. nice, easy. And Hi. I want to also mention to everybody that as a volunteer at Paw Chicago or at any rescue in the city or any area, you have an opportunity to make a difference in the life of another animal and other people. By giving your time, whether it's fostering or volunteering, you're saving a life. You're also saving human lives. Because when you have an animal, you have a responsibility. A lot yeah. of people, it's been a rough couple of years. And, it has. Uh, it really has. I, think, I mean, there were a lot of adoptions three years ago. Yeah. When I, we know what was happening three years ago at this time. Three night. years ago, everybody needed a best friend. Yeah. Um, and I think now, you know, we're finding ourselves out in a new world. There's a lot of new struggles. We're trying to figure out where our place is. And I think a lot of people also are kind of dealing with a little bit of residual stress, depression. Mm -hmm. An animal, it can help you with that. Volunteering can help you with that. There's a lot of empowerment that comes from being part of a community of life-saving, like-minded individuals. I can't believe Alda's just letting me oh, caress her. She's I'm a stranger, it. and she's not even flinching. <laughs> she's like, hey. You're but warm. That is the unconditional Aww. love of an animal. They trust. And I think they teach us to trust. You are so cute. Which I think in this day and age, we all could probably yeah. use a little trust. Well, Mark, we've got someone who wants to join the conversation. Paula's on the line from Uptown. Hey, Paula. Hey. Hi, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, well, this course. is my favorite topic in the world, so you know I had <laughs> to call and brag about Clark, who I adopted nine years ago at Paws. Woohoo! Yes. Nice. And he has just changed my life in ways that I could not have foreseen. Um, three years after adopting him, I went vegan 100% because I just, my relationship with him changed my whole relationship with animals. So I am vegan as of uh, 2018. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I'm just crazy, crazy in love. And I just talk about him and brag about him. And just <laughs> much my whole world revolves around Clark. him. <laughs> I'm sure Clark is a cutie. Thank you for calling, Paula. Paula, thank you for making a difference, too. We really appreciate people like you. Psychology Today, Market, it says one of the benefits... To your point earlier, it says that, that we have a need for connection and for people to be available and present, and that sometimes it's easier to get those needs met with a dog. I, I agree with true? that. I, it does ring true. Um, they're non-judgmental. Uh, that's one of the most beautiful things about a, an animal. They love you unconditionally. Uh, it's very easy to make a bond because it's a, it becomes a symbiotic relationship. They need you. And you need them. And, and together, you discover a lot about yourselves. As your caller said, 
she winded up she wound up becoming vegan which yeah. a lot of people that's a lifestyle they choose especially after adopting an animal because you start to look at the world through newfound eyes. Yeah. And of course, hearing Paula's story, hearing your story, Mark, the phone lines are lighting up. <laughs> People are calling. So in a moment, we'll connect with, with our next uh, caller. But I want to hear more about you. You've been volunteering with PAWS for a long time now, right? This is my 18th year. Oh, wow. 18 years. What have you he- heard over the years from folks, you know, talking about how interacting with dogs changes their moods? Um, I, I think the biggest thing that I hear most common from people is the strength that they find. Uh, they, they get empowered by helping another living thing. And they also find out that they have skills that they never realized, whether it, it, it's something of, of being able to read. Because when you work with animals, uh, they don't talk. So you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You have to look at that body language. And you realize that I can read an animal. I, I can tell by the way it's acting, whether it's happy, it's sad, or what it needs. And that is empowering. I think I've also seen so many people um, come into the shelter as volunteers who have physical disabilities. And they find that they have a place where they can do so much more than mm. the world outside gives them that opportunity. I love that. And, and it, again, it's about empowering you as an individual and making a difference within the community. So I hear a lot of that from fellow volunteers. Let's hear from a couple of callers standing by. First up, Maritza in Jefferson Park. Hey, Maritza, welcome to the show. Hey, Sasha Ann, how are you? I'm doing well. I, I know you're calling to talk about Camacho. Yes, he is my little foster. I foster him from one tail at a time. And I've had him since um, November of last year. So we're looking for a home for him. (laughs) Okay. I mean, how can folks get in touch? They can go to one tail at a time. I believe it's if it's not dot com, it's dot org. I'm actually chasing him um, (laughs) down down the block right now. I love it. (laughs) Live action. Yes, he's got a profile and everything. So if anybody is looking for a Chihuahua mix, he's Oh, love it. Look for Camacho, the Chihuahua mix. Thank you, Maritza. Appreciate your call. Melanie's on the line now from Logan Square. Hey, Melanie. Hello. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. All right. Who are you talking about today? Who's your dog? I'm bragging on my dog, Kyla. Oh. We adopted from felines and canines eight years ago, which doesn't seem like eight years ago. Wow. Um, I've had four dogs and my, I always wanted a dog as a kid, but we always lived places where we couldn't have one. Me so too. I got my own house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and every stray dog we found, I wanted to. I think my mom did it on purpose. Like you don't have a choice, right? If you live somewhere, you can't have dogs. Right. But when I got my house, um, I got my first dog. So I've had four dogs since then. Loved them until the bitter end of their lives. Um, I only adopt from shelters or rescue groups like breed rescue groups or street rescue. I've had those too. Okay. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like the dogs know somehow that you've saved them. Um, they seem to just seem so thankful. My, my dog's in background parking right now. She <laughs> likes to sunbathe in our backyard. Um, and as much as we give them, I feel like they give us even more. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you never feel lonely with a dog. You don't. I, I was saying that to uh, the person I spoke to first. Um, and I think the thing is, you know, when you come home to like an empty, dark house, I mean, like I have kids, but sometimes the kids are doing other things. You know, the dog's always there and mm-hmm. she's so happy to see you. And even though sometimes she gets in your face and you're carrying like a bunch of things and it's kind of annoying sometimes. Right, right. You're still happy Aww. for it. 
And um, I also think that dogs' emotions are really under kind of talked about or underrated because our dog is super emotional. Like, she's mm. really jealous. That's a good um, point. I, yeah, like if, if, she, if I hug or kiss my kid, she'll sit there and bark at us or howl at us. And oh, a little jealousy. Had her, or, yeah, bring her into the hug circle. Well, listen, thank so, you for calling, Melanie. So good to to hear about Kyla. I mean, did, does what Melanie said ring true to you, Mark? I mean, oh, absolutely. Is a little jealousy happening when when Alda came in and you know <laughs> her beagle was like, it, my, "Who is this?" My beagle could care about nothing other than when's the next meal. But my <laughs> other dog, who's a miniature pincher, Dynamite. If I pick up Alda, or if my wife picks up Alda, he immediately. <laughs> Starts demanding, didn't need the attention before, but starts demanding it. And that's that's very true. They are so much like human beings. They have the same feelings, the same needs, mm-hmm. the same strengths, and in many ways, the same shortcomings. Let's hear from one more caller. Here's Marcus in East Garfield Park. Hey, Marcus. Hey, good afternoon. What do you want to tell us about Kobe? Yeah, um, so full <laughs> disclosure, I am a cancer and an artist, and so traditionally I've been a cat person just because they like to mind their business and they don't get super clingy. Um, but Kobe <laughs> came to my life about six years ago um, after a friend got pregnant and didn't want to have a newborn and a dog at the same time. Um, and a friend, uh, a good friend of mine had just passed away at the time, and I just couldn't stand the idea of like a stranger taking him. So in a weird yeah. way, he became like a therapy dog for myself and my friend group as we were kind of grieving the passing of our friend. Um, but since then, he's just become such an integral part of my family. My mother, who traditionally hates dogs, always asks about him first before she asks how I'm doing. Um, and he's mm. the longest relationship that I've had uh, in my life. Just really thankful to have him. He's a super chill dude. Everybody loves him. And so I'm glad that, what you know. Kind of, what kind of dog is Kobe? He's a Labrador Corgi mix, so a Sweet. short little stocky dude. Aww. Yeah, but, uh, he's, he's a sweetie. I love and, that like, he came into your life. That's awesome, Marcus. Thanks for sharing. So, Mark, before we let you go, at a recent mayoral forum, we asked the two candidates in the runoff a question from a listener. It was about their pets. And Mayor-elect at the time, uh, or Mayor-elect Johnson, he said that his family would be getting a dog if he was elected. So when we talked to him after he won, we asked him again about this dog. Let's listen. If there are recommendations for the type of dog that my family, the first family in the city of Chicago, should have, you know, let's blow up your Twitter. Make some recommendations for the Johnsons. So so help him blow up our Twitter. Mark, what kind of dog would you recommend for Mayor-elect Johnson and his family? And remember, he's got three young kids. And you know what? What I will say is there is no right breed. Um, it's really about a personality. And at Paw Chicago, what we do is we invite everyone who lives in the home to come to the shelter, meet the animals. It's a group decision. You also want to find something that matches your lifestyle. So right. we would want to know, is he going to be home or is he going to be working a lot? I have a feeling he'll be busy. He's going to be very busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how involved are his children going to be? Does mom want to really be in this? Good questions to ask. And these are these are the kind of questions that you as a family sit down and talk about. And then when you go to the shelter, they should ask you those questions. At pause, that's one of the things we do. Now, if I had to pick, I would say Chihuahua, because Chihuahua is the Chicago I'm going to second that after meeting Alda. <laughs> Mark Lucas is a volunteer with pause. Thank you. Thank you. That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Linnea Dominic, and it was edited by Meha Ahmed. We're always on the lookout for new conversations and guests to feature on the show. Do you know someone doing something exceptional around Chicago or Illinois? 
What would you like to hear? You can get in touch at reset at wbez.org to pitch us. That's it for the pod today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We will catch you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.